Sunday pour. It is Christmas week. Just a few short days, less than a week from uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, all that fun stuff. Uh, sitting right next to my tree right now, taking it all in. I'm also taking in the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who uh, I don't know if I've seen Ben Routh ever seen Ben Routhsberger play this poorly. Uh, a lot of people with some Steelers probably going into fancy playoffs right now, not happy. But uh, we'll see a lot of time left in this game. I have a feeling that the Steelers uh, aren't out of this one yet. So let me bring in my co-host. Week 15 is just about in the books. Playoff pictures coming to form. Ant, how are you? What are you drinking tonight? Doing all right, man. I, it's it's been ugly tonight. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they have it in them. To be honest with you, I it, missed it, the first quarter. Dude. I was following on my phone, but it seems like and since I've turned it on, it's just it's it's not pretty. Yeah, it's like they just can't get anything. They can't move the ball at all. It was really weird to see this out of the Steelers team. Yeah. Uh, but we, I think we did mention at some point, like they have trouble running the ball, and it, it's evident tonight. Ben's having trouble throwing the ball. You know, maybe a little bit of sign of age and something. Yeah, and I, and I actually kind of like the. I mean, I say I like the Bengals. Not enough to really play them, but I gave them out on the Twitter page just because I felt like this was going to be their Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, it's true. Prime yeah. time. Yeah, you know, Monday night against a, against a rival. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. They came to play. Ryan Finley is. Uh, it's flawless so far. He's like five of seven. Touchdown in there. So Gio Bernard. Yeah, Gio uh, that, Bernard. That flag right, right there will probably change everything right there. That'll change all the momentum. <laughs> and you know, one thing I liked about it, I don't know if you saw this. You said you weren't you're just kind of following along, but Ryan Finley had a couple of runs. I think he had one towards the end of the first quarter, and then one a little bit into the second quarter, and not sliding, just lowering the shoulder, taking the taking the contact. It's prime time. It's yeah. it's a kitchen sink. They're just throwing everything, throwing everything at the Steelers tonight. There's no sliding. I love it. I love I love I love seeing a backup quarterback come in and just put his balls to the wall. Say, fuck this man. I'm putting this putting this team on my back. And I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the previously I mean not even I can't even say previously undefeated because I was uh, like a month ago now at this point. But yeah. uh beat beat the uh AFC contending Steelers. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, oh, well, Drew Brees played yesterday. Yeah. Speaking of not looking great, I tell you, man, the Chiefs find a way though every week to uh, to not cover the number one way or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his back, nice backdoor with a couple minutes left. Yep. I have a theory about their defense. I actually think their defense is pretty good. Okay. But I think they just know that. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. Like they, we can give up the late touchdown, and our offense is going to put the game away. They're, the Chiefs have played like the same exact game for a month now. The uh, Bucks, Dolphins, mm-hmm. and Saints yesterday. They jump out to a lead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they let the other team back into it a little bit, and then the other team scores and makes it a one-score game with like four or five minutes left. And the Chiefs just go out there. Mahomes never lets them touch the ball again. So I have a theory that their defense is just they're, – they're a little lazy, but they're good in the beginning of these games when they have to be and let the Chiefs build the lead. Yeah, I wouldn't say lazy. Maybe they, they get a little complacent. And, and like you said, they know what, what they have to do, and that's all they're going to do. And, uh, yeah, but, but Mahomes might be like the uh, – what's the – What's it called when you drink poison and then you, you the the antidote the uh, 
Uh, I thought you were going to say closer. The Andy Reid antidote. Well, yeah, because Andy (laughs) Reid was never never known for his time management. And I could put Mahomes in there. It might be just what the dogs ordered. That's that's actually a good point, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, because I've I've heard a little bit of the narrative, and I don't want to quote Simmons, but, like, I've heard people, like, they're kind of making the Chiefs out to be, like, vulnerable. And I look at the exact opposite. I'm like, this team just does what it has to do every week to win. Yeah, maybe they take their foot off the gas a little bit and, you know, a little, like you said, complacent in the second half of these games. But I don't know. Like, they just – they jump out on teams every week. That Dol- that Dolphins game just shows you, like, even if they have an off week, they're still going to find a way to turn it on. Like, they have that switch in them a little bit where you say, oh, not – it's not easy to just turn it on, turn it off. Maybe the Chiefs have it. Maybe this version of Mahomes, these years of his career, he just has it. And the, and the guys around him. I mean, you have Kelsey, who just catches everything that's thrown his way, and Tyreek can just burn everybody. I mean, they have all the weapons and the right guy throwing it to him. So, I mean, it, it's almost like if, they, if they're like, all right, let's just kind of bear it down now. They have a switch that other teams don't. They have gear that other teams don't. And they're, I mean, I, I would sound like the, the biggest hack in the world if I had said they were dangerous, but that's their fucking – they are nuclear. Yeah, I mean, right at this point, it would be a surprise. I guess people want to say the Bills are the biggest threat right now, especially with the way the Steelers have been playing. The way the Bills have been playing. Well, the Bills could put up points with them, that's for sure. And, they, and I think they have kind of a similar defense where they make some plays occasionally. Uh, they, they have a big play in them from, from time to time, but not, not necessarily needed with the offense that they're, that they're running. Uh, I think they give them a good game. I think it would be a shootout, but uh, you know, you just the last team again to shootout with is the fucking Chiefs. That's probably not the way to beat them at <laughs> their own game. Well, that's that's the thing. How do you beat them? Run the ball, defense. Like I, I don't know. It just seems like I've I've seen them win every which way. The Chiefs. Yeah, I I don't know if there's Texans jumped out twenty four nothing on them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the formula what the formula is. Even in their losses, I mean, I don't know if that's really something you can kind of go back to and and take notes from. It's, it's just kind of like a just a bad luck game. It's not something that you it's not something that you can duplicate, really. I mean, it's it's you're fucked. You're looking on the barrel of a gun, basically, and it's, you're hoping that uh, there's not a bullet in the chamber. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders dropped 40 on them. That's how they beat them early in the year in, in Arrowhead. But, again, I don't know if you want to really get into a shootout with KC. No. No, because they tried the same formula the next time, and then it's just KC got the ball with like a minute and a half left, and that was it. It was game over. It wasn't even a question. That game was ending with KC winning it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, that's, there's proof right there in the pudding. You couldn't duplicate it because the Raiders tried to, and they failed. And I feel like there's no other team that's very like complete in the AFC. You have, you know, the teams with the better defenses, Pittsburgh and Buffalo, can't really run the ball as well. And then you have the teams that can run the ball, like Tennessee, doesn't have the defense. I mean, KCL drops 50 on them. Yeah, yeah. Do you, so, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think that if Brees has a couple weeks to kind of get his feet wet again, you think they have a chance? I mean, I know we were talking last week about how uh, is Breeze even the best option for this team week to week. And now he, he is definitely the starter now. And what we saw yesterday, not great. We, when we saw 
hill in there from time to time. And uh, just looking forward, like, is this, I mean, we're, obviously this would be a Super Bowl preview if it's not going to be in the playoffs until the Super Bowl. But is, if, is a 100% healthy breeze going to be that much of a difference? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't love the Saints with Breeze. I just I Breeze is he's just finished, man. Yeah, he looked bad yesterday. He looked bad. I mean, it's tough to judge a guy coming back from that injury. But I mean, I think we had I think our mind was made up before he cracked all of his ribs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure they were getting to a Super Bowl with Taysom Hill, anyways. I, yeah, I, I guess they'll go as far as their defense takes them. You know, they can run the ball a little bit and play defense, which helps you in January. It's just, uh, I don't know. I didn't love this. Te- I didn't love this Saints team, even uh, you know, with Taysom Hill. Yeah, I don't know though, because there's not really a complete team. You know, you have the Packers, who look like world beaters in that first half uh, Saturday night, and then they do nothing in the second half, kind of just hang on for dear life. Mm. I mean, they're the favorite, I guess. The one seed, you know. And then you have Seattle, who takes care of business against Washington. You should beat Washington with Dwayne Haskins playing. You know, the Rams are the Rams. Oh, the fucking Rams. Oh, God. I, I can never take the Rams seriously again. Never. And I'm telling you, they are the biggest joke team. What a fucking bunch of frauds. I swore off Rams games, like, what was it, two or three weeks ago? The most unbettable team you, on them or against them. I feel like their games are the most unbettable in the NFL. You cannot bet a Rams game. You can't, but betting, betting aside, just foot on the field, you know, just in, with that in focus here, you can't have a team that's winless come into your place of business and do what the Jets did to you yesterday. <laughs> I mean, just completely – Fucking embarrassing. They came out, they scored the first drive. That ha- that shouldn't be something that gets the fucking Rams down. That happens in the NFL all the time where a team, you know, has that scripted first drive and they're able to yeah, score. It's the Jets. That's usually their only drive they score on. That right. And that and that just that ended the Rams right there. The Rams couldn't get their footing again until the fourth quarter. And it was a fucking joke. You cannot let that happen. You can't let that team come in there. Was got one of the worst offensive lines in football. Who have gone out there and people are people are thinking that this team is actively trying to lose football games. You can't. You have to. You have to stop on their fucking throats. That's what a real team would do, not some fucking bullshit team run by a goddamn bro. It's fucking <laughs> is mad in offense and is mad in team and is mad in, mad in education. Wherever the fuck he got that goddamn job, you can't have that piece of shit Jared Goff going out there. Doing what he did, throwing duds. It's an absolute fraudulent team. I'll never take them seriously again. They're a goddamn joke. Embarrassing. They should be thrown out of the league for the fucking performance they're putting yesterday. Fucking. What about the defense, though? Because that's the part that kind of baffled me. Yeah, the defense. Yeah, the defense absolutely got hosed yesterday. They, the Jets, they moved the ball on them like it was no problem yesterday. They got yeah. a couple. They got a couple sacks and stuff, but I mean, it wasn't like. You you need to make a play against that team, especially one that especially if you're going to let them have the the first drive like they did, and then they scored again on them in the second drive. You gotta you gotta make your presence known. Do something, make a fucking play, right? Yeah, that's your bread and butter as a defense, and they came out and pitched pitched a dud too. 
fucking joke. I can, I, you got to have a little killer instinct on you. You got a dead duck team coming in there. You got to put your, you got to just put the pillow over their heads and fucking suffocate them slowly and quietly and decisively and just end All it. Right. Cuckoo's Nest, Randall McMurphy. The, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the Jets have been lobotomized. Yes, so that's how you have to handle it. The Jets have been lobotomized for 50 years. (laughs) So the Rams right now, the Rams are the five right now. They would travel to Washington. Yeah, they would go. That was a preview. Our favorite division could actually be over by 4 o'clock Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Washington wins. I'm pretty sure I have this right. Washington wins. Giants lose. Washington wins the division, and then the Eagles-Cowboys game means nothing at 4 o'clock. Probably means something anyway, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what is it? Cowboys are fine. Yeah, so. Cowboys lost yeah, Washington yeah, twice. Yeah, Washington's in with a win. That's, yeah. Well, and then, but if the Giants win, then they can't clinch yet. Right, right, right. Oh, right, because they Giants beat them twice, too. So if they end up tying but it's a very good possibility Washington wins, Giants lose, and it's over. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a shame to see it all uh, come crashing down. Selfishly, I would like the Eagles-Cowboys game to mean something because I think it's on TV. Yeah. That but, would, yeah. It's, it's nothing worse than uh, that dry hump of a game that means nothing. <laughs> yeah. You're just kinda, yeah. You're hoping for something to happen and it doesn't go that way. Um. Let's get back to, back to the Jets fan. Yeah. Jets fans dying for you know, Lawrence, Tank for Trevor, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, it's going to go to uh, I don't know Jacksonville. What it looks like Jacksonville now. Well, wait a second. I can't, I can't get by anybody tanking for any single player because single player doesn't save a fucking franchise. I mean, the, the, how good does this have to be to save your franchise? If you if you build a good enough team around him, you should be fine with with the, with Darnold, right, going forward, or fine with the next kid that you that you get, you know, free agent, something like that. It's it's the team at large needs to be fixed. You don't get the first pick by missing one piece. I mean, I know the quarterback is the biggest like asset you could have, the biggest face of the franchise. Yeah, but bringing Trevor Lawrence in there, you could bring Joe Montana in there. It's not gonna make a difference tomorrow. Tomorrow, no, but they, they felt like this kid Lawrence was a generational talent, which I kind of feel like he's, he is. I think he's probably the best prospect since Luck. And listen, Luck didn't exactly pan. I mean, it was great, yeah. but injuries and, you know, he went to one title game. So it's not, a, it's not an automatic that the guy's going to bring in a multiple Super Bowls. But, um, yeah, I, if you're – I mean, I don't know how the Jets can – it's, it's, it's tough because I was in a similar situation with my team last year and they were 0-9 and, and they ended up beating the Jets actually for their first win and then they ended up winning another game. But as I'm watching the game, I admit I am rooting for them, but I don't know – there wasn't one guy last year, you know? Sure, so I don't yeah. know if that makes a difference this year that, you know. But you, you, see, like, but you see like the differences in your organization over the past two years. The changes yeah. they've made. I mean, that's not – the Jets are so far away from making those changes. Like, that's a top-to-bottom thing. The Dolphins were, were able to do that. I mean, I think they would have had success 
if, if they stuck with Fitzpatrick or if they had Tua coming in anyway, they would have had success, more success than maybe we had expected them to have. They, they, I think they've exceeded their expectations, the Dolphins, this year. And it's not because of Tua. It's because of the organization, the coach, and everybody else around them, right? It's not just a quarterback thing. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, well, the Jets have – yeah, the Jets – they're not just going to have some quarterback ride into town and change the culture. They have like, no. it's, it starts at the top with the Johnsons and it's just, uh, it's a mess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I don't, I don't like when an organization thinks or a fan base thinks like, all right, we get this one guy and all our problems are solved. That's not the case. I mean, I understand, again, I understand the need and the want for a quarterback, but it's not the end all be all. Like if you're if you're rooting for your team to lose, something's gone really wrong with your team. Yeah, I don't know. I, I the closest I've ever come to that was last year, and I didn't find myself rooting against my team. Now I wasn't sitting there on the edge of my seat like life or death either in a lot of those games. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, little, I, little I knew the deal. Um. But yeah, I don't. It's such a weird spot, man. It's, it's such a loser. But it's almost it's embarrassing. Like the Jets yeah. fans were actively rooting against their team for at least the last five or six. Once they saw it was between them and Jacksonville, and it was a two-team race. They've been actively rooting against their team, and uh, uh, it's a little embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Yeah, I'm not, and I, I will get this Joe Beningo credit because he hopped on the air today, and I only heard two minutes of his his spot because my laptop died at work Mm -hmm. but he actually said he was rooting for the jets he said he couldn't root against them he said he was mad about the raider game and he said (laughs) that uh he uh like yesterday he was actually happy that they won so yeah how could that that mentality i'll never get it and like i think with giants with giants fans we, we had we had a top top five pick for a few years in a row now and it's just like whatever you you're rooting for what? You're rooting for failure to get back to the to the draft and, and pick in the top five or pick the first pick? Like, no. The object is to never pick in the top ten of the fucking draft. Yeah. And so you, you they just have a lot more to do. You know, in the Giants' case, they have a lot more to do than just, you know, get these position players, um, these skill position players, right? There's, you know, there's uh, tidying up the defense, which they've they've done – uh, this year a little bit, and they're on their way, and they have the coaching it feels like now. And, uh, I mean, that's how you build a franchise. You don't build it with this one guy and hope for the best. That, that might actually be why Luck retired early, because they didn't build a franchise around him that could, uh, uh, that could protect him and that, that, he can, that he can win consistently in. Yeah, they, they, they failed to put an O-line in front of him until uh, – well, they drafted that one kid, Nelson, who's still there, I think. But other than that, he was getting – Injured every year behind a shitty yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't, you could have the, the the best quarterback in the world, but if you can't protect them, there's nothing nothing you can do. If you don't put an organization around them to to put them in a good position to succeed, there's nothing you can do. And he's gonna go uh, tour Europe with his girlfriend in year seven <laughs> or something. Whatever luck. Um, yeah, but with all of that said, if you're the Jaguars now, I mean, you got to have like a closed door meeting and make sure the right. <laughs> And make sure the right guys get envelopes, the right guys get taken care of, whether it's Minshew or Marone, who might not be uh, there, you know, going forward. And just be like, you got to – we got we need Trevor. Can't go winning these two games. And I'm not – I don't think they're going to because they play 
two teams that are in a race, although I could definitely see the Bears make it interesting. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but I think I think if you're the Jaguars, you just got to realize you dodged the bullet. And I'll give credit because the Jaguars, the Jets have felt like they've been tanking. The Jaguars haven't until like the past couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. The Jaguars have actually been in a lot of these games, but now I think it's time to just – they got smoked. They got smoked yesterday by Baltimore. I doubt they were not even in that game. Minshew couldn't get anything going. Yeah, and it was uh, it was over before it got started in Baltimore. Uh, the other big game yesterday, I guess, was uh, that Bucks comeback in Atlanta. Brady does it again to the Falcons. Uh, monster second half after going down in the first half. I don't know. Did, did you? You didn't happen to take a uh, buck second half, did you? Because that would have been the play. That would have been the play. No, I didn't. Money line. Money line playing for the second half. Yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan just joke. Joke every week. He's the, he, he always takes the worst sacks, too. I think he got bailed out by his kicker because he has a good kicker now. Right, right. But right. I, I talk about it every week, man. He took the the bad sack in the Super Bowl, a couple of them a couple years ago against the Patriots. Yep. He took another one. He – he just – I mean, you saw his final stat line. It was like 39 for something, 350-something yards, three touchdowns. Like, his final stat line looks so good, man, but it's so hollow with that guy. <laughs> Worst – I mean, I, I don't have the exact box score in front of me, but, I mean, all his damage was done in the first, like, two and a half quarters, I think. Yeah. yeah don't He's the that. last good quarterback you – like – the last guy who on paper is a good quarterback, I use air quotes, the last guy you'd want in the fourth quarter of all those guys. With a lead. <laughs> yeah, with a lead. <laughs> yeah, Just man, abs- absolutely brutal. Him and, him and old Andy Reid would have been a match made in, in hell. That would have uh, – yeah, that would have been something. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, they scored uh, yeah, three points in the fourth quarter. That was after he took a sack, and they scored early in the third quarter. Touchdown, that was it. Bucks Just are gonna goes be, to sleep. How curious are you of what the Bucks are going to do come playoff time? Because they, they've been a team that's like – the ne- It's the next time I'm going to pay attention to them. Like, I didn't have any interest in them yesterday because I right. felt like that game played out almost exactly – I expected the Falcons to be around in that game. The fact that the the Bucks stole it from him is like almost exactly how I envisioned it. Almost <laughs> Only exactly because I because the Falcons, you know, it, it, are they really that far apart? Those teams, Tampa and Atlanta, just like talent wise, probably not that no, far. No, Tampa's not, better. Probably not. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa's got a little bit better of a defense sometimes when they when they show up. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Talent wise, Falcons definitely are a part. Falcons are a part of a lot of teams, talent wise, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And they're four and ten. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, no, the next time I care about Tampa is going to be the wild card weekend. I, they don't really do anything for me. The Bucks, I don't know. They bore the shit out of me. Yeah, old timers, uh, old timers day. And like, yet, and like yesterday was as interesting as the Bucks have been in weeks because it was like a big come from behind win but like i kind of throw that out the window considering who they were playing like everybody does that to the falcons the bears did that to them this year 
Cowboys. Remember when the Cowboys, one of their early wins, it was like their only win in the first five or six weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was against the Falcons too. So like, I can't even take Tampa seriously. I'll be, and I'll be interested in them. We'll see. Cause they might be, they might, they might be in that four or five matchup, depending on what happens in the Rams game this week. Yeah. It looks like T- Tampa's got a good shot to get to 11 wins. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They have, yeah, they have the lines and they have, uh, uh, they have Atlanta the, again. And they have Atlanta again, right? In week seventeen. Yep. Uh, any, any, I mean, any shot? Uh, the that last that last seed, uh, the last uh, spot, seventeen looks like it's between the Cardinals and Bears. Can I sell you on the Bears again? I mean, they're <laughs> they're humming along. They beat the Vikings, which I. Which was the right play in order to keep me interested in the NFC playoff picture? I wanted the Vikings out of there, <laughs> even though I think technically they're still alive. But now, two team race: Bears, Cardinals. Am I crazy to actually think like I don't know? I feel like Kyler Murray's time is coming. Yeah, yep. they're going to be a force. I, I think he's going to be a force. I don't know about the coach, but I know he's going to be a force like the next decade. Mm-hmm. I almost kind of want to see Trubisky in a playoff game. <laughs> I just want to see – it's his last shot, man. I want to see him go down with the ship in the playoffs. All right. Yeah. Sell, sell me. Is that something you're selling me on rooting for them, or are you going to sell me on them actually um, having a chance? I think I might root for them if they play the Saints in that 2-7 matchup. Could they oh, get the yeah. Saints a game, or is that just a terrible matchup? Uh, it depends on the defense. Is it, is it, good? it would be in – New Orleans. Yeah. Breeze, I'm going to say Breeze is playing. I don't know. Bears defense could maybe – They'll probably Knock get him around a little bit, puncture another they'll, lung. They'll probably get outcoached. They definitely will get outcoached. Yeah, the Saints would win that game. As long as it's not – all right, I'll say this. Sign me up for Chicago as the seventh seed as long as it's not against Green Bay. I don't need to see Green Bay-Chicago. Here's the thing, though. That, that guy Montgomery, if he gets going, man, he's, uh, he's as dangerous as any running back in the league from time to time, not like consistently. But he had a yeah, he has kind of found something here. Yeah, and he can be he could be a he could be a, a game changer in a playoff game. You see that sometimes in wild card game where just where, you know one kind of unsung hero shows up, and sometimes it's a running back, and that's um, that's a good spot for him. If any, if I mean, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be ground and pound, save Trubisky from himself a little bit. Whole and that that Saints. Offense isn't high powered. Like they have a, a few weapons, but they don't. Uh, could hang around in that game, maybe. Yeah, they could definitely hang around. It's not. It wouldn't be a blowout, I don't think. Yeah, you'd be I, looking at probably a touchdown spread, seven, eight. I don't think you're looking at double digits. It'll be between six and a half and seven and a half. I think. Depends on how we see how well Breeze plays the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then, I'm not ruling the Bears out because, I mean, like I said, at Jacksonville, there's, the Jacksonville has to shut it down. So that's eight wins, even though I could absolutely see that game going to the wire just because the Bears, fan, you know, they, they never make it easy on their fans. Right. And there's a, they play Green Bay week 17. There's a scenario here where Green Bay has everything wrapped up. Yep. And it just will come down to how long they play Rodgers in that game. Because if they had the one seed wrapped up, do you really want to give Rodgers two weeks off? Probably playing for at least a half. 
Yeah, that might be enough to beat the Bears right there. Yeah, I don't think they would hustle them out there full hundred percent. Yeah, they would. Uh, so they're like because if Green Bay, if Green this Green Bay, it's very easily they can clinch the one seed. If Green Bay beats Tennessee, yep, that puts them at twelve. And then let's say the Rams beat Seattle, so that puts them back to ten and five. They already they have the tiebreaker over the Saints, so the Saints can't catch them. That's all it would take. Green Bay win, Seattle loss. Yeah, then yeah, I would definitely go easy Make with things uh, easier for the Bears. Yep. Yeah, there's no reason to go out of there. Yeah, and Arizona has two tough division games. Maybe not San Fran this week, but at the Rams, week seventeen. Mm. All they gotta do is lose one. I I think it's uh I think it's possible. All right. You mentioned uh Arizona earlier. Yeah. They got a little bit of a scare from the Eagles. I don't know if it wasn't like a scare, but the but the Eagles had an I think for them had a decent game. It was all kind of in the middle of the middle of it, of the middle of the game, second quarter, third quarter. That was when all, the Eagles did their damage. But uh, the I think the big news from this game is that Carson Wentz sounds like he wants out of Philly if Jalen Hurts is named starter. I don't know if he has any any kind of pull other than he has a monster contract. I don't know what I don't know what he's thinking about. I mean, you just got benched. You know, you got benched. You didn't get benched for fun. You didn't get benched because they want to see this kid. You got benched because you've been fucking atrocious. Um, well, I don't. I'm not even going to pretend to know how like the finances work, but I know he got a monster four year deal. I think. Yeah, you. And that if they released him, I know if they released him, they take a huge salary cap hit. Right, I'm not right. sure how it works if they trade him, if, if it's still a hit. Because um, the only logical spot, and I'm like probably the millionth person to say this, is Indianapolis yeah. with Frank Wright. Yeah, I don't I – don't, a trade would have to be – What do you even give back if you're the Colts? It's almost like the Colts are doing them a favor by yeah, – Yeah, I guess in baseball like you would pick up part of the, part of the contract, right, to get rid of them. Yeah, I don't know how it works in football, though. I don't know if yeah. Yeah, I don't know how a trade for, for a guy like that would be. And what what's he going to do? He's going to hold out if he's not named a starter? I don't know. What could, what could he do? I mean, he's part of the team. I mean, he's got to – Yeah. I will, just not I report? I don't know. Yeah, Wentz seems – It's over for Wentz. I think that – I don't see how you could even bring him back on the team next year. I, I don't know how you're even talking about that at this point. You're two games into your tenure as a backup, and you're already talking about – being unhappy that you're the fucking backup with the, with your performance that you just had this year. I don't know, all this good teammate bullshit about him in the past. Go throw that shit right out the window. Nah, they got to get him out of there, man. Hertz is a great teammate. We know that. Yeah. And Hertz is the guy. It's, it's over for Wentz. He's got, he's going somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe Chicago. I mean, Indy's the only place that makes sense. I'm not sure why. I don't know. I don't think there's that many teams that would really be interested in Carson Wentz. You're right, though. He is he is the guy, and it's because of how the team has responded to him. Yeah. You know, we, we, we've seen – The leader, born leader, Hurts. We've seen guys kind of get the nod late in the season and put up some numbers and never see him again. But it's, I feel like it's a little different in this case where it feels like the team responded to him coming out. They, they all play a little harder. They kind of rallied behind him a little bit. And that's something that – 
is unteachable. That's not, that's not something you, you do in training camp and figure out in training camp and figure out, you know, in the, in the, um, in the weight room or in the video room or anything like that. That's just something you're born with that you have automatically. Mm. And that's something that you can't teach. That's something that, you know, it's, uh, when you, when you have it, you hold, you hold on to it. You don't go getting rid of it or trying to appease a guy who just, who you've watched just fall flat on his face for the past two years. Um, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. when they were, and I know Eagles fans want to give him, Eagles fans want Wentz to be the guy. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and it's just, and I, I kind of get it because he was a huge part of that Super Bowl team. He just wasn't there for the biggest games. Right. I mean, he was probably going to win the MVP that year. They were like 11 and 1. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He looked And like as a Giants fan, you were probably looking at like, oh man, we got to deal with this guy now for the next yeah. 10 years. Yep. I have no idea. It can't just be an injury. Like he, he is just terrible now. It, it just doesn't make any sense. He really could have been like the next as I'm watching right now, it could have been like the next Big Ben. I mean, that's the kind of game he had. He could sling it. He had no problem. Move you know, around take, a little bit. Move, yeah, move around, getting hit by a linebacker, taken to a linebacker. He had no. He was, he was a balls to the wall kind of quarterback, and in, in in a Big Ben type of way. And yeah, now it's just. I mean, it's. I think Frank Wright's the only one that could save him. It's the only one that could salvage him. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. He just this doesn't look the same night in his throws. I don't see like, the same kind of toughness from him. I mean, it's, it's t- like, when I say toughness, I'm not saying he's a pussy or like that because he's sitting in there getting sacked nine times a game, right? But uh, it's, it's something about how you take those hits, right, and about how you, how you deal with that kind of adversity. I just don't see it. I didn't see the same thing I saw in that Super Bowl. There's just something missing. There's something – he had like a, like a confidence or a little bit of like a, a swagger to him when he came yeah. into the league. Yeah. And it's just gone. It's gone. Yeah, I remember seeing him on some primetime game that year, kind of going, I don't know if it was a QB draw or something like that, but he, he had the ball, and just the, he was in the middle of a big pile of not – not in the pile, but like the pile was moving, and he just came out the other end. Like he went through all, all, went through all his linemen and went through the defensive line to come out for an, you know, an extra four or five yards. I'm like, you're right. That's one of those things like, shit, like this guy is going to be a pain in the ass forever. His confidence is shot. Has to be. Yeah, and you're standing on the bench. You're standing on the bench now, wearing a mask, cheering on Hurts. I mean, it's a, his confidence has to be shot. Well, yeah, now, but I mean, is that is that what had to do with his? No, but I'm saying now it's like now it's really hit him, and he's like, I, I don't see how you go back to him. Like I've always said, you could like bench Tua and go back to him. This yeah. is like this is a different kind of benching, though. Bang. <laughs> Wow, that was quick. <laughs> Three minutes into the third. <laughs> yeah, that here was. Come, um, here come the Steelers, and it's just like that. That was for fantasy. That was a fantasy markout. They uh, they were stuck in cement for the whole first half, and now they opened it up a little bit. Roethlisberger thirty yard pass to Deontay Johnson touchdown, right in the bread basket. Pretty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when Ben gets cooking, oh look at that! You can. I mean, how, how could you not think the Steelers are going to come back now? That 
Like you have such a big contract. You've, like Philly's giving you everything. You can't just be like, all right, look, I deserve to lose my job. I don't, I mean, just in, in your mind, say, all right, I deserve, I deserve to lose my job because of how I performed. I'll just come back next year. I'll compete in training camp and I'll show what I'm made of. And at that, at that point, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Like you're Jalen Hurts did in college behind Tua. You got take take that's take a cue from the guy you're backing up. You signed the fucking contract. You have no problem cashing the fucking checks. And you lost your job, right? You didn't get taken away from you. You didn't get injured. You lost your job because you were awful this year. Just fucking go. Just work on your game off season. You know, do what you got to do, and then. Show up there next year and compete for your job. Get your job back. Go take your job back. Don't fucking bitch about it. Say, I'm not, I don't want to be here if I'm not the fucking starter. Fuck out of here with that shit. If you're the starter. I mean, we saw what happens when you're the starter. Guys yeah, I think it's three, guys it's, are three and seven with him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's over. Although, I don't know, because of the money thing. It, they, it might be too hard to move him, but I, yeah. I think. I don't know. Whenever a guy's like a high draft pick like that, yep. teams will always take a chance on him. Like, well, he was a first round pick. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Guys, the, that reputation like that follows him around, like the, it holds a lot of weight, you know. Um, but like I said, we've seen him do it in the league before, at least for a short amount of time. So there's reason to believe that he can do it again. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, staying in that division, your team last night. Um yeah. Joe Judge, rough game. Uh, I I didn't I didn't love going for it or the I didn't love the um the fake field goal. Didn't love that because it it feel like if you're doing that you're kind of playing to lose at that point. Like all right, we can only win this game if we score seven every time we're in in the uh, in the red zone. And that was er- that was early enough. Just take the three, get out of there, and then like after that you had to go for it. Right when they went for it again, like at that point you had to because you fucked up the first time and you were down now and just you, you had to. Um, I don't I mean, like you're playing the Cleveland Browns and I feel like I don't know the way the Giants are kind of built to play and against a team like the Browns is like three points is okay. It's not like you're playing the Chiefs where you're like, oh man, we have to put up seven. Yeah, we have to. We're not going to win this game with field goals. And the reason the fake field goal made no sense is because if you're going to go for it there, what was it, like fourth and three, four? Yeah, why did it go? Yeah, just line up, put Colt back out there. Yeah, you take away the element of surprise when you go out there and you line up your punter or whoever the fuck they had back there. <laughs> like, that just makes no sense. Do it with your skill players if you're going to go for it. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was baffling. I, was, I couldn't believe I was like, I was like what, is, what are they doing? So yeah, I was just kind of hoping that, right, because they did the realignment. He's a special teams guy, corners. Judge, right? He was, yeah, with with, um, with New England, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it might be him trying to show how smart he is. But I, I, didn't, I didn't love that. I think, I think he thought he had to be more aggressive than he really had to be. I, I, I don't hate the aggressiveness. Like, I can't knock him for that. I just thought it was ill-timed. Um, and it was 0-0 at that t- point, right? Because I, I like field goal, yeah, Francesca always talks line. about that. Take the zero off the board. Just get points on the board. Yeah, on. yeah, I would, I would have liked that. You're not, and you're not that big of like an over, you know, overwhelming underdog. You're playing the Brown. Okay, you're a touchdown dog. Colt McCoy is your quarterback. Yeah, you prefer six, but I don't know. Like your defense is your strength. Get them a lead. Let them, you know, attempt to play downhill. You they would have been mean? up. The Giants would have been up at nine nothing. I think it was. 
by the time uh, the Browns scored. Yeah. I mean, look, this nine is better than three uh, when, you know, you're – when the other team puts up the touchdown. But just get – yeah, take the points, man. Get the points while you're there. And you can still walk away with nothing. Like, like I said, I, I don't hate him being aggressive. You just got to learn to uh, to to find the time to do it. I mean, there was times this year where I thought he should have gone for it, and he didn't. Um, oh, yeah. he's Every week I felt like he was running out that punt team at midfield trying to draw him yeah, offside. Just to see if they can do it. That's yeah, the never, Joe Judge. Never worked. Never worked. Um, yeah, so they're probably yeah probably done. And just playing like that made me feel like they were done, to be honest with you. Like, almost like didn't have enough yeah, confidence. Yeah, that was uninspiring. Yeah, like you didn't have enough confidence in your team to do what they had to do out there uh, without putting up the touchdowns. And, I mean, look, you got to score. You're in the red zone. You got to score. You got to get a touchdown in there. And it's, you have a backup quarterback and a backup running back and, a, and an offensive line that just came off its worst game in a long time. So, I mean, I, I get it, but I just uh, – early, early on last night, I just knew the season was over. Like, you kind of went with a little bit of hope if they showed up yesterday and they, and they kind of took it to the Browns like they did to Seattle on the defense head. And the defense played pretty well yesterday. I mean, the Browns didn't move the yeah, ball. Yeah, Baker looked feet. pretty good, actually. But, yeah, I mean, you held them to 20 points. It's not like – Oh, yeah, big, yeah, it's true. Big, <laughs> Baker was, like, flawless for a, for a while there. He did make some. He did zip some in there. But, but I mean, with Ch- like Chubb and Hunt, like they didn't like tear it up. No, they they definitely contained the run game. Two headed monster yep. between Chubb which, and Hunt. Which which I'd rather have Baker throwing than have those two guys running over me. So no, right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. So no, I mean Washington basically wins the division if they win Sunday. Yeah, I hate to take away moral victories, but at this point, you're the Giants. It's it's kind of like get ready for 2021. Hope that the quarterback is the quarterback, and then continue to fill in um, the rest. Can trade up for Justin Fields with the, maybe the Jets want to hang on to Darnold. Maybe that's right. That's right. It will get Sa- getting Saquon back will be helpful. And they were without yeah. Bradbury. They were without Bradbury last night too. So that's um, you know that, when when he was out. When I heard he was sitting this one out, that that was uh, that was disheartening because he's been. He's been a leader on that defense all, all season, but I mean, yeah, it just it just it wasn't gonna it wasn't meant to be, and uh, they got a little ways to go before they're competing with the Browns on Sunday Night Football. I guess I'm sure the yes, league, uh, st- I'm sure the, I'm sure the league loved they flexed that game. In. <laughs> yeah, that was I was sticking that too because I actually stayed up for it. And I was like, this game, I can't believe they actually flex this game in. Um, <laughs> and- and the crazy thing about the Browns is they still haven't clinched a playoff spot. Uh, the AFC got the AFC, you know, this whole year I was talking about how top heavy they were, Pittsburgh, KC. Yeah. Now it's like all these ten win teams, man. And now the Dolphins are probably gonna have to win eleven. They probably have to win out, win eleven games just to get in. And I don't know if that's happening. Even with the extra playoff team, it look, I, I kept saying ten and six probably gets it done. Seven seed might be eleven and five. I mean, the rate are the Ravens losing? They have the Giants and Bengals. Probably not losing. No. <laughs> and Miami has to play. Miami has road games against the Raiders and Bills. Yeah, it's doable. 
But it's nah, it depends what the Bills – yeah, it depends on the yeah. Bills' motivations week yeah. 17. Yep. Then you got, you know, the Browns are 10-4. and four. They're going to get to 11 because they have the Jets. Titans and Colts are at 10-4. and four. They'll probably get another win because they have to play division games mm-hmm. against the Jags and Texans. And so 11-5 and five could be that seventh seed. Were you impressed with the Dolphins yesterday? Um, I feel like I feel like it's the same thing every uh, every week. Like I haven't really seen Tua give you four quarters yet. Although maybe that Cardinals game that he was really good because that was kind of a shootout. Mm-hmm. But first of all, they have no weapons. Parker, Gasicki, uh, Grant. Who else? Pro, obviously Preston Williams. Like they have no wep- they have no weapons, and the guy. Well, if there's one thing Tua has a knack for, it's scoring, putting together a drive when they have to score. Okay. Like he has the bad turnover in the first half. That's not great. And I think it was they were shut out in the first half yesterday. And I think against the Bengals they were shut out. Or they maybe they had three points in the first half. Mm-hmm. And in both of those games, he came out first drive. They get the ball touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. and then the Patriots go back ahead nine seven two against the ball back ninety yard drive touchdown. You know, so they're up fifteen nine. Patriots come down kick a field goal, and in years past, the Dolphins like the Dolphins teams I've always rooted for, they definitely come out and give the ball back to the other team, and I gotta sweat it out. Instead, he puts in another touchdown. So, and they you know they go up ten. So and obviously they end up winning by ten. So I don't know like. To it, he's he's that you look at his stat line and it's it's not that impressive, but I don't know, man. He's got I don't want to overrate him too much, but he's got a little bit of an it factor to him. Like he just we'll see because I mean these this is like still the honeymoon phase. Like you know it's you're not gonna you're not gonna kill him. even if he goes out there and throws uh, four picks against Oakland or against Vegas. Yeah, you know it's it, it is what it is. He's a rookie. Uh, you know, he's going to have his – he had his rookie moment. Yet. He has one – he has at least one or two rookie moments a game, which is normal. You know, he's just – unfortunately, he's in a playoff race where, like, there's not much of a margin for error. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I kind of liked what I've seen, man. He, he just – he has a little – he has a little it factor to him so far. I'll say that. That, go, that goes a long way in that position, man. If you if, – even if he's not necessarily consistent – but you put the, the ball in his hands in a, you know, in a certain situation, your your confidence going to come through. Whatever it is you need, the first down, touchdown, whatever it is, uh, field goal range, something like that. Then if you have, if you just feel confident with him under center in those spots, that goes a long way. Like it'll yeah. drive drive you nuts sometimes if he's inconsist- inconsistent. But I mean, when it's winning time, I mean that that's how the league is made right there. Like there's all those teams in the middle don't have a guy who can take them from, you know, being down three to up four. Uh, and some teams have guys that can be – who can take their own teams from being up three to down seven, Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, and he has uh, zero weapon. I mean, he has nobody, man. I mean, this, this data – like, it was great before the game yesterday. Or I think it, it must have came out Saturday that Ahmed, who was like a practice squad guy from, yeah. you know, a month ago, him and Breida were playing. I think you would have thought, like – uh, they announced Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith were playing because I was pumped up because they've had nobody at running back. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was fired up when I heard those guys were playing, and they were great. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he's got no receivers to throw to. He's throwing to a bunch of – I mean, he, he didn't have great weapons even when everyone was healthy. Right, and the right. fact that he's still finding a way – I mean, the defense is what who deserves, like, the most credit because yeah. the defense is the – you know, the defense is keeping you in it and allowing you to be able to come back from being shut out in, uh, you know, two out of the last three games in that first half. So, like, the, deep, the defense is the strength of the team. It's just, uh, you know, it's a team effort. So, you know, the defense keeps you in the game, and, you know, Tua, Tua does his thing in the, uh, in the second half, three touchdown drives. So, it was a collective team effort. We'll see what happens against, uh, against Vegas Saturday night. I really don't want Marcus Mariota ending my season. I know eventually, you know, if this season does end poorly – in the regular season, which it's probably going to, you know, whether it's in Vegas or in Buffalo, like in April, I'll be able to look back and be like, ah, oh, you know, it was a good year that, you know, exceeded expectations. Right. But it's, it's, you know, it's going to feel like fucking shit in real time when it, when it happens. I mean, you'd rather it was the bills. Like they don't want to be the bills because division rival, but you're right. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, the Bills would bug me because then I would hold a serious grudge against them going into the playoffs. I could, but be. I already hate the Bills anyways. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, there's no, there's neither scenario was great. Marcus Mariota know. doing it would suck too. Neither, yeah. So you gotta get him to play. You gotta win the next two. Bottom line, because neither neither is a great scenario. There's not one you'd rather do. <laughs> you'd rather not do it at all. Right, and the Ravens aren't losing, so it's gonna take eleven and five. Right. And actually, you no, know, I don't even think the Ravens Giants game really means anything because it's an NFC game. Yeah. Like I think the Dolphins, if they finish ten and six, like even if the Giants were to beat the Ravens, it still wouldn't matter because of the conference record. Okay. So either way, it's the Dolphins have to basically win these next two games. I mean, we're better than the Raiders. I'll, I'll I know I'll eat those words because I said it about Denver before we played them. But like I'm I'm. If if we play well, I think we beat the Raiders. Bills are a different story because the Bills are just fucking – I mean, the Bills are a wagon right now. They actually – I've kind of been fighting the fact that they're the second-best team in the AFC, but they might be with the way Pittsburgh's playing now. Although, as well, the, what just happened? They just kick a field goal? That was a field goal, so 17-10. Yeah, just, of course, like they scored immediately, and then this drive, they're running all over the, the Bengals, both things we called out in the first half of the – Joe, yeah, uh, we missed anything. Let's see, we don't need to. We talk, we did all of Chargers Raiders. You want to relive that? Go listen to Thursday show. Bills waxed the Broncos on Saturday. We talked about Green Bay, yep, Browns, Browns, Giants, Bucks. We talked about, we didn't talk anything about 49ers, Cowboys, or Titans, Lions, or Texans, Colts. Titans. I got that one right, yeah. That was, <laughs> I gave like a big long soliloquy about betting good teams heading into December and. I lost with the Broncos and Jaguars on the pick. So, I mean, I went against my own advice. Uh, uh, and I picked the Titans. The one game I did get right, I thought Stafford wasn't playing. I'll never doubt that guy. I mean, I'll doubt his on-field ability because I think he's been average at times. But mm-hmm. I'll never doubt that guy's ability to go out there and play. It's, there was like, they, during the week, they said uh, cartilage was like torn off his ribs. I was like, all right. I mean, I know he's a tough son of a bitch. He's played with like a broken back. You know, at times. Mm. Uh, but I was like, he's probably not playing. They're 5-8. and eight. 
then when it came out that he was playing, I was like, all right, I'll never doubt him again. And they still go, went out there and got smoked because their defense stinks. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee, Indy, that'll be interesting. They both have tough Week 16 games. Indy's traveling to Pittsburgh. Tennessee's traveling to Green Bay. And they finish with division games. So that'll be interesting. The winner of that will probably be the four seed. Probably play like Cleveland or Baltimore. Um, what was the other game you said? That we didn't uh, talk about? For Niners Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean. Tony Pollard. Yeah. The Tony, the, the Tony Pollard game. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much to say there. Nick Mullins. Uh, another, another couple picks for him. Pollard stepped in and did a nice job. See Lamb. Punt, we have a punt return in that game? Uh, he had a big play. Kickoff return. Oh, he returned the onside kick, right? Oh, yeah, like right into his hands. Yeah, and just burned, yeah. By, burned by everybody. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> technically Dallas is alive, actually. If, da- if, if Washington loses to Carolina, which, I mean, Haskins playing quarterback, not impossible. And the Giants, <laughs> if you assume they lose to Baltimore – then Philly Dallas is a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Dallas has Philly and the Giants finish up season, and uh, they just need a little. They need to the help. They need that Washington. Yeah, they need that Washington loss. Though. That's how. The, that's how this division has been all season, though. As soon as somebody feels like they have a a grasp on it, it just slips out of their hands to somebody else. See, I wouldn't mind. Part of me wants to see Washington lose, even though they've kind of been one of my adopted teams, because I want to see Philly-Dallas matter. I want to see Hurts. <laughs> I've never really rooted for the Eagles in my life. I've always hated whoever their quarterback was. Yeah. But I like – I could see myself rooting for Hurts on Sunday against Dallas if that game means something. Is, uh, is it going to be Haskins again next week? Ah, I mean, who knows with Smith. I don't know. I haven't really read anything about his injury. It's a calf injury, right? Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't – who knows. If it is, I mean, he wasn't – he had a chance yesterday. He brought him back, and they took a couple sacks there late. Uh, I don't know. He, he's he's not great, Haskins, but he does look competent, yeah. like, at times. <laughs> he had that one awful patch yesterday that was just – it looked like he kind of underhanded or something. It was just flying through the – Yeah. It was quacking. It was not pretty. Yeah, other than that, we didn't really touch on the Colts game, but I don't know. I, the Texans are just so undermanned. Yeah. And the I Colts just... are another team that do nothing for me. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's it's the Rivers effect. We go over it every week. They're just the yeah, next time I'm interested in them is gonna be when they play in the playoffs. Yeah, I like the Rivers effect though. I want I wanna that Rivers effect excites me because it can mean so many things. And usually disaster. So they're maybe. only they're they're only getting. Uh, I think I saw they were only getting two and a half this week in Pittsburgh. All right. Are they built more for the cold weather in Pittsburgh? Better than better than Pittsburgh? More equipped? Maybe. I mean, they have they have a pretty good running game. And the defense is, yeah, maybe their defense is kind of coming into their own, and Pittsburgh's defense is kind of taking a step back. I don't know. Yeah. Rivers Roethlisberger. Let's go. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was basically it. The, I mean, in the AFC, it's just KC and everybody else. 
And then NFC, Green Bay. The networks want KC Green Bay is what it comes down to. Yeah. They were creaming Nance and Romo. <laughs> Romo would be sticking to the floor, man. Mahomes versus <laughs> Rodgers. He'd be like a little girl watching that matchup. Uh, are you excited to open up Vikings and Saints on your Christmas uh, morning or afternoon? Yeah, it's a little weird because that's the NBA's holiday, you know? Yeah. I think yep. I think maybe when they – I don't know when they exactly came out with this schedule, but maybe they were interp- uh, anticipating no NBA. Yeah, there was no NBA for – until about a month ago. There was nothing about NBA's game being on Christmas. So, yeah. I'm sure when they I'm sure when they uh, scheduled it, they didn't think there'd be anything competing with them. Yeah, but we'll take it. We'll take football on Christmas. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they, they. I know they like to stay away from like Christmas Eve unless it's a Sunday or a Saturday, and then they'll put the full slate on. But yeah. I know they like to stay away from putting like standalone games on Christmas Eve. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be into it. Saints Vikings. It's it's football. He's, they always find an excuse to fucking holiday, That's pop in on it, a little eggnog. There you go. Put your put your feet up. I'm button the pants. <laughs> Why not? Going up against Nets Celtics, right? Yeah. At the same time? Oh, that's trouble. I don't I don't know about the NBA. I I, I mean, I'm not a big NBA regular season guy anyways, but it, I feel like it's going to be – there's going to be shutdowns. Guys are going to get cold. I mean – It's going to – It's kind of, hard, man. Like in football, you can get away with it because it's once a week. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit easier. Ba- I mean, you saw baseball. That was a miracle. They got through 60 games. I, I think the NBA is going to have some trouble. I just, yeah. Yeah. These and guys I, don't give a shit. And just with even like watching it, like it was kind of the, the bubble was kind of cool at first, at least for me. I know diehard fans were into it all the way through. Yeah. You, you always have the diehard fans. Like, don't have to worry about that crew. No. But it is, NBA is very weird to watch without fans. Like, baseball was weird, but I don't know. I think NBA was one of the weirder ones because the fans are right on top of it in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know. And, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different because we the bubble it was almost like a gimmick. We kind of got used to it. Yeah, it was cool. This yeah. is gonna be in teams' actual arenas. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be very weird. Very weird to see empty arenas. Um, yeah, and I don't know how you're gonna get. I wonder if they'll do. Uh, oh, Deontay. I wonder if they'll do the same kind of thing and have like the screens. But you can't do that league wide. I mean, that was three courts in Florida. Now they got to have, have that, those like live, I don't know how easy or hard that is to do, set it up, but yeah. Yeah. It's going no, to no be tough. It's going to be tough. I do, I do love having this being their opening week though. This is perfect opening week for them. For I've me. always said that. I what was it. Uh, I think it was 2012. Yeah. They opened on Christmas. The show was kind of a strike year. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the year of the heat, the first year of the heat one. Yep. And I was like, Oh, every year this should be how it is. Yeah. Cause I'm actually I I that's you know one of the few, and I watch a little bit of Nets you know but the, Christmas Day is like one of the few days where I'll actually like lock in on some NBA yeah yeah where normally I wouldn't mm-hmm. so it it feels like a, like a it's their holiday you know what I mean it's their holiday oh yeah yeah so yeah I, I feel like they should open up this week every year the season's so long you know what I mean 
Yeah, it doesn't it, need to be that long. It feels like it gets longer and longer the older I get. Like eighty-two games seem like nothing when like Jordan's Bulls are going for seventy-two wins. Yeah, uh, eighty-two games now, which is like three weeks left in the season, and every team has wrapped up their playoffs. It's like, oh, is this team going to be the three seed or the four seed? Like, I mean, does it really matter at this point? We've seen enough playoff matchups and seen enough, you know, playoff first-round games, and Matt to, to know, you know, who's going to take it away. Yeah, I mean, we know too many teams get in, but that's just how it is. Yeah, and in the NBA, it's just you don't get you don't really see many upsets. So no, no, <laughs> it's just it's not like hockey where you can be like, oh, if this eight seed gets in, they can ride a hot goaltender. Like, you know, the Portland Trailblazers, Memphis Grizzlies aren't doing shit. Was it? Is it just uh, the Nuggets and the Knicks? The eight seed? There's another eight seed that won. Nuggets, Knicks, Knicks to Allen Houston. Yeah. Nuggets, Matumbo. Yes, it sounds. No, how about the Sixers when D Rose bro, uh, tore up his knee or whatever okay. he did? All right. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't really count. It's a hurt team against an injured opponent. There's definitely another eight seed. There's more than three. The Knicks and Nuggets might be the only teams that did best of five. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. That doesn't count either, then. <laughs> Man, that was a huge thing when the Nuggets did it. And then we've huge. seen it a few times. Yeah, then we've seen it. Against few- Seattle, right? Against Seattle, yep. And the Knicks did it to the Heat, Allen Houston. Yep. And the Sixers, that's, there, there's got to be another one I'm missing. Eight seed. Pacers. Pacers almost did it to the Nets that first year. Yeah, far and few between, man. So a lot of things have to break right. All right. Are we uh doing another show this week? We're doing a Christmas movie this week or what? What's the story? Um I Yeah, I mean I guess it would have to be Wednesday. I mean I don't I mean depending on the movie. If we do like a classic, I don't need that much time to prepare. But it's your call, which we want to do. I was thinking we could just come in and talk uh, Christmas specials or Christmas music. Kind of go over the, you know, the the best ones and kind of overanalyze the ones we feel like. And if not, like Rudolph, Rudolph, Charlie Brown, Frosty, those guys. They just watch Frosty. Grinch. Grinch, probably the. The most iconic. Well, to be debated. I disagree with you. I might, I might go Rudolph. I mean, I got to say it for the show. I do like Rudolph. Again, to be to debate on the show because I disagree with you again. <laughs> UConn, UConn Cornelius. I love Rudolph, but uh, I don't think it's the most iconic one, no. I said the Grinch was. I don't think the Grinch is the most iconic either. Really? Charlie yeah. Brown? To tune in and see. All right. <laughs> All right. It's a tease in the business, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe we'll do something like that. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of talk Christmas. Don't do a movie. Unless you – I I got a movie in mind if you want to do one, but I was thinking I don't know how much play we're going to get anyway because uh, it's such a short week and nobody's working and shit. And if you listen to a podcast on Christmas, it's probably just a soundtrack to your suicide. Don't need, don't need us to be babbling on about Christmas movie. I guess. 
And then are we going to do picks that show, or do you want to try and record something late in the oh, week, just like a quick 10-minute? Wednesday, when we could oh, – yeah, we had to record either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Then I could, we could do picks Monday. It's just – it's hard enough picking games on Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, yeah. there's just no, no idea about injuries and shit. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do it at Christmas Eve dinner. We'll just uh, record Christmas Eve dinner. For an audience, live studio audience? <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I mean, Wednesday picks. I guess we could do Christmas night. We could record quick Christmas night or Saturday morning. Yeah, let's do a quick like ten minutes. That's all. Christmas night or Saturday morning, we'll do picks. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's gonna do it for Monday then. Let's get that. Get let's get this one in the books, and we'll figure out when we record. Uh, I guess we'll record on Wednesday, Christmas. And uh, yes, see everyone later on in the week when you're uh, trying to take you through. You know, when you're doing your last minute shopping, or who the fuck does last minute shopping nowadays? I don't know. When you're last minute wrapping gifts. Yeah, that's always last minute. We'll be there for yeah. you. <laughs> the Sunday poor Christmas episode coming up next. Yes. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back later on this week. All right. Take care. Peace. Gotta work on that ending. Do you need like a catchphrase at the end? That's too hacky. We I think we kind of said no catchphrases. Yeah, we can't do a catchphrase. All right, no catchphrases. <laughs> I always feel like I stumbled through that end though. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. All right, as long as you feel my pain. Uh yeah, I got nothing, man. Just Ryan Finley trying to hold on to this lead here. I feel like we've seen this exact game another one other time. Bengals big lead Monday night against the Steelers, and the Steelers just came back in the second half. I want to say it was like maybe even two years ago. Dalton, probably yeah. <laughs> Let me see, hey. 2018 Pittsburgh Steelers. Twenty-eight, twenty-one. Was this a comeback? No. I know we've seen this game before, though. This exact spot, Monday Night Football. <laughs> I mean, this could have been any number of games. No, this exact game. He's maybe just having some serious deja vu. Could be. Well, how about this? Ready? December 4th, Monday Night Football, 2017. Steelers 23-20 winner. Bengals jumped out to a 17-0 lead in that game. Steelers won 23-20. What's today? The 21st? Uh, three year, almost three years to the date. A little late. Marvin Lewis was the head coach. Steelers went to ten and two. Bengals went to five and seven. Time is a flat circle. Russ Cole, especially in the AFC uh, 
Where the fuck? The Norris division, yeah. Let's see who the heroine that game was. <laughs> Get some real foreshadowing. It was 17 nothing, 17 3 at the half. Le'Veon Bell had a nice second half touchdown. Antonio Brown had uh, had one to tie it up, so those guys will not be doing anything tonight. <laughs> Point spread was Pittsburgh four and a half. A little, a little, a little less than this game. Very similar though. Expect a twenty three twenty final. Twenty three twenty Bengals this time. <laughs> Ryan Finley, the third stringer. Uh, Burrow got hurt. Well, yeah, Burrow was the backup, right? Who was the starter? Burrow didn't start the year, did he? Yeah, he did. Burrow started Allen. Brandon Allen. So Brandon Allen, came, so Brandon Allen got hurt too? Or did he get benched? Yeah, I think he did. Or he got replaced, I don't know. I mean, who would think Gio Bernard – his one good game of the season against Pittsburgh. Hubert Arden looks like he's about 50 years old. He's like 25. It just feels like he's been around forever. You ever see his picture? He looks like he's 52. Does he have like a mustache? Yeah, but like a big old mustache. Like a thick stash. <laughs> looks real <laughs> He's only 25, too. So, yeah, I also thought he's been around for about 10 years. Ah, he's not 30. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. It feels like he's been around longer than he has. Came into the league, he was probably like 20. Gio Bernard. I'll say 28. He was born in – all right, he's 29. Been around a little bit longer. He's not 30. Nailed it. Not 30. I mean, they are just feeding him. Better than letting Ryan Philly throw the ball too much. All right, man. Let me get this shit out of here. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. That's it. Later.